What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that is helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. I'm here so the show goes, you hit me up with three to five questions dealing with anything and everything from morality to spirituality, relationship advice, evangelization, discipleship and catechesis, acts of charity, works of justice, and the list goes on and on and on. I will then sit with your questions and pray with them and study them and hopefully respond in such a way that it is helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward heaven. But my disclaimer is this, I'm not perfect. Therefore, the advice I share with you, the response I give to you might not be good for you. If that's the case, please reject whatever it is that I say it doesn't help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. But if my advice is helpful, though difficult, then I really want to encourage you to lean into Christ more in prayer and in study and in worship and in fellowship so that God can give you the graces that you may need to fulfill the demands of discipleship over time in your walk toward eternity. Um, if you are a first-time listener, you can pick up your own questions, comments, and critiques at www.assistionpress.com slash askfatherjosh, spell out A-S-K-F-A-T-H-E-R-J-O-S-H. You can also rate us and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and other podcast formats, and you can share us on your social media pages. If you do this, it will help other people to find out about the show. If it's been a gift for you, potentially, it can become a gift for them as well. On today's show, we're going to talk about Catholic jewelry and t-shirts and what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. We're going to talk about uh, treating ourselves and like, is it okay to like do things like for ourselves, like get massages and like go shopping and stuff like that? Or, or is that bad? And then finally, we're going to talk about baptism. And particularly if we are baptized in another faith community, is it still valid or do we got to get rebaptized in the Catholic church? But before we get into those really good questions, I want to share with you a glorious story. So my glory story this week is this, um, this upcoming weekend, two of my younger brothers in the faith, uh, two men who I consider to be spiritual sons are going to be ordained transitional deacons, Albert Blunt and Joseph Brezowar for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. And it's just been a huge gift to be able to accompany them. I, I knew Albert since I was a campus minister at LSU eight years ago, and we've been walking together a lot. And then Joseph and I met uh, shortly before he entered seminary formation. And both of them have spent a lot of time with me working in parish ministry when I was at Holy Rosary. They came and lived with me for a while and we worked together and prayed together and had community life together. And they're just holy. They're, they're two really great young disciples of Jesus Christ. And I'm just grateful. I'm so grateful right now. My heart is grateful as, as a spiritual father to to see the fruit of, of so many um, prayers that went into their formation and all the people that uh, spent so much time walking with them and accompanying them in their interior life and in their ministerial life and in their human formation and intellectual formation. And, uh, and now they're about to be ordained and they're going to, to begin to, to serve the church as transitional deacons. And it is just such a gift. I just, yeah, my, my heart is on fire and um, I'm so grateful to God. And I know God's calling me anymore. So if you think God is calling you to be a priest, for the Diocese of Baton Rouge, then hit me up because I am still the vocation director. And even though I'm, I'm going to be a pastor in July, I will remain director of vocation. So um, please keep praying for, for that ministry and for more young men and women to answer the call to priesthood and consecrated religious life. 
Okay, with that being said, let's jump into the show. First question comes in from Courtney, and it's about Catholic jewelry and T-shirts. Hey, Father Josh, thank you so much for the podcast. I love listening to it each week, and I've learned a lot. Praise God. My question for you today is about Catholic jewelry and T-shirts. I have quite a few Catholic friends, and a lot of them wear crucifix necklaces or saint medals, or sometimes they wear T-shirts that have Bible quotes or other holy stuff on them. I don't think they're bad, but it isn't really my style. However, I'm wondering if it is something I should do. Like, am I a bad Catholic if I don't have a t-shirt with Bible quotes on it? I guess I'm just feeling pressured to do it so that everyone knows I'm a faithful Catholic. We'd love to hear your thoughts. That's a great question, Courtney. So I prayed for you, and the fruit of my prayer is a few things. Number one is when Jesus was talking to Peter in John chapter 21, and as he's talking to Peter, uh, John walks by, and Peter takes his eyes off of Jesus and focuses his eyes on John, another apostle, another disciple of Christ, another friend— And Jesus' response to Peter was, don't worry about what I'm doing with John. You follow me. And so, Courtney, my first perception from the Lord for you is don't worry about what God's doing with your friends. You follow him. You follow God. Second image in prayer was of Jesus' relationship with the Father in prayer. He says, I only say that which the Father tells me to say, what what I heard from the Father. So all throughout the Bible, Jesus prays. He prays in the morning. He prays in the afternoon. He prays at evening. He prays at night. He prays on his knees. He prays while standing. He prays while sitting. He prays in community. He prays by himself. He prays outside. He prays inside. He prays all the time. When he prayed, he read scripture. He prayed spontaneous prayers from his heart, but he also listened to the Father. So you, Courtney, as a member of the body of Christ, by virtue of your baptism, are, are Jesus, right? You are the body of Christ today. And so Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so just as Jesus Christ listens to the Father speak yesterday, he's inviting you to listen to the Father speak today. Is God the Father calling you to wear Catholic t-shirts, Catholic socks, Catholic medals, Catholic jewelry? Um, or is he not? He calls some to do it and he calls others not to. And so you have to be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ in your own interior life, in your own prayer. And you have to have to pray for your friends that they're also being obedient to him as well. Um, and that if they're wearing it, we pray it's to inspire others. We pray it's to motivate others. We pray it's to catechize others, to be uh, evangelical in their witness and the clothes they're wearing. Maybe it will remind others of God's presence. Like when I wear my cassock out, it reminds people of God. So when people see my cassock, they think of church. They think of church, they think of Jesus. And then they might have not prayed that morning, like I need to go pray. So just the outward, um, the externals that I wear, they, um, they minister to people. When we pass by church buildings, we're reminded to pray. And so that might be why some of your friends have T-shirts or, or jewelry. They might be wearing it because they're sacramentals and sacramentals protect us against evil, right? And so the devil is always attacking us. And so if they're blessed Benedictine medals or blessed crosses or miraculous medals, um, like God can, can protect us against attacks of the enemy, right? Sacramentals um, are efficacious. And so uh, that might be why they're wearing them. They might be wearing them because they, it reminds them that 
they need to pray. And sometimes they might go throughout their day and they touch it and they're like, oh, I didn't pray today. So it might be for their good, but it also might be for the good of other people. And so for you, it's, God, are, are you calling me to do this? And if so, then like, what's the intention? Like you look at nuns that like the Nashville Dominicans, they wear a rosary um, around their waist, on their belt. Why? Because they pray the rosary. They use it for prayer. They use it to, to be able to talk to God and listen to God, not just when they're in the chapel, but throughout their day to meditate on the life of Jesus Christ throughout the day. And so it's a reminder to them to pray. It helps them to pray. Um, we're, we're incarnational. We're, we're, we're sacramental. Um, so we need those physical things sometimes. And again, this is all going to go back, Courtney, to your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And what is he calling you to? Is he calling you to do this for your good or for the good of others? Or is he saying, Courtney, you don't need that? Now, there was a, a saint, I really like St. Mary Magdalene de Piazzi. She was a mystic and she had all these supernatural gifts. But she said, God gave me these gifts, not because I'm so holy, but because he knew I needed them to stay faithful to him. Whereas other nuns in my community did not need these gifts. And that's why they don't have them because they're able to be faithful to God without them. So if you can be faithful to God and if you can evangelize and make disciples without the t-shirts and without the jewelry and without the medals, then okay, then that then that's your answer. But if you think that they would help you to stay faithful to God in prayer and, and be more devoted to prayer and be more rooted in uh, having an evangelical witness and being a bridge for other people, if you think it would help you, then then ask the Father, is this is this of your will? Is this your plan for me in this season? And seasons come and go, seasons change. So he might call you to it for a period and ask you to move away from another period. It's all about that daily intentional relationship with the Lord. Um, and you can hear his voice. Pray with scripture, right? Pray with scripture, reflect on scripture. And over time, his voice will become clear for you in your walk toward eternity. So Courtney, I hope that was, that was helpful. Great question. Next question comes in from Martha. Martha, uh, Martha reminds me of, of Mary. And I think of Mary, I think of the gospel singers, Mary, Mary. Take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. Hey, I just want to praise you. Hey, I just want to praise you. Praise you, take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. Hey, hey, I just want to praise you. Hey, I just want to praise you, praise you. Um. So Martha writes this, treat yourself. Hey, Father Josh, I'm a young working mom, and I have a question for you about the whole treat yourself idea. I feel like you hear it pretty often, and a lot of moms use it when they want to get a manicure or a massage or buy something for themselves. I'm not going to lie. Here's what we're not going to do. Uh, going to get a massage or buying a new dress sounds so appealing, but I have such a hard time not feeling guilty. Like, shouldn't I buy my son a new toy with that money instead? Or shouldn't I give that money to someone in need? How do you find the balance between doing something nice for yourself and being charitable? Thanks. Yeah, so Martha, that's actually a great question. So I think that you know, self-care is important, right? You are the body of Christ. You are a temple of the Holy Spirit. The Lord dwells within you by virtue of your baptism. You are the body of Christ. And so... Uh, you need to to find out what works best for you to take care of your temple, right? So, uh, are you are you faithful to prayer? Um, are you having uh, enough time of rest throughout the day that's conducive to your current state of life? Uh, are you having enough time to play? Uh, what gives you life? What gives you joy? What gives you energy? Right? Are you faithful to worship? Are you faithful to your family? To your your role as a wife and as a mother? Are you faithful to your, your job that you're currently in? Right? All those things are important. But I think that to recognize that like what, what gives me energy might not be that. And when I, say, when I say gives me energy, I ain't talking new age stuff. I'm just saying like what gives me life um, might not be what gives you life. So like, I think it's just important to know yourself. And so like for me, I like to go work out at the gym. I don't like work out hard, like looking like the bodybuilders or whatever, but 
working out is good for me. I'm eating healthy is, is good for me. Trying to get sleep. I struggle with sleep so much, but like I went through this reform wellness program and really working on sleeping better and like having the, my space is important. Right. And so like having a nice space that I'm sleeping in and, um, and taking time for myself and, and, and that gives me the, the energy to then pour myself out to build the kingdom of God, to serve the poor, to be faithful to my office of vocations ministry, to be faithful to my parish ministry, to be faithful, to be faithful to prayer, right? Whenever I'm not taking care of myself, I, I, I'm too tired and I, and I go to prayer every day, but I might be exhausted during prayer and I might be distracted in prayer because I didn't take care of myself because I said yes to too many people. And so all that to say is I just think that you need to take care of yourself so that you could pour yourself out for other people. And don't take care of yourself to the point of neglecting your family and neglecting the poor and neglecting your husband and neglecting your, your job and your work and your home. Don't do that. But it is okay to say like, I can have this space where I can examine my month and examine how much time do I need uh, to be filled up with prayer, but also with, with natural things as well that are just life-giving uh, for me. So if getting a massage every now and then is, is helpful, then it's okay to get a massage every now and then. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get massages to the point where you're spending so much money that you're not able to provide for the poor in your community. You're not able to be a good steward of your money for your children and your, and your family. But it's okay if you have the resources to do, do this every now and then, that's fine. Okay, you want to buy a nice dress? That's beautiful. I would just encourage you, like, what, do you already have enough nice dresses, though, in your closet? All right. So, like, I think that we only need a few, a few nice outfits. Um, imagine if you had a homeless person in, in our homeless family. Uh, flood recently happens and you have this family and they're like, they lost their job, they lost their church and they lost their home. And they come to move in with you and your family for a couple of months while they try to get their feet on the ground. And as you give them a tour of the house, they see your closet and they see like a bunch of nice dresses that you already have. Well, then do you need another nice dress? Like, can't you use those same nice dresses that you already have for multiple events? Um, and so, again, I think if you're going to buy a nice dress, okay, that the discernment is, is are you going to also give a nice dress to the poor? Or do you give them your leftovers? Do you say, well, I've already wore this nice dress so many times, so I'm going to give them the, the dress that I don't want anymore, and I'm going to go buy myself something really nice. Now, like, God says, like, seek first the kingdom of God. Give give the Lord your best. And the Lord identifies himself with the poorest of the poorest. So if you're going to give to the poor, don't give to the poor from your lanyap, your whatever, the, the stuff that you don't want. Give to the poor the stuff that you really like as well. So if you're going to buy something nice for yourself, then buy something nice for them too. So all that to say it's this very subjective question. So, it's, so you, need, you need to discern how much time, what do I need to be filled up? And as I am filled up, I'm going to pour myself out, pour myself out for the good of souls, for the good of my relationship with God in prayer, my fidelity to worship in the sacraments life of the church and my fidelity to my husband and to my children, my fidelity to my workplace environment, my fidelity to the, to the poorest of the poor. And so it's a balance and we're not always there. And, and but like, we learn as we, as we try over time, we keep getting better and better. So it's not something that you could just like try to implement overnight and, and get it perfect, but you have to find out what works for you and you might trip and fall along the way, but, but it's not a sin to, to do things that, that serve you because in receiving this service from others, you're then able to go out even more and serve your community that God has entrusted to you in this season of your life. So hopefully, Martha, that was helpful. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive into our final question about baptism, and particularly if we're baptized in another faith tradition. Like, what's up with that? So stay tuned. 
Okay, here's the gut check right here because if nothing changes, nothing changes. Do you want to be holy? And do you want to be an instrument of renewal in this world? And if so, do you believe it's possible? Do you know what it looks like? Do you know where to begin? Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. My name is Father Mark Mary. I'm a Franciscan friar of the renewal. And I wrote a book called Habits for Holiness. And it pulls from over 800 years of Franciscan tradition, wisdom, and experience of radical and total discipleship in the midst of the world, but in a way which begins with little steps and works not only for religion, not only for priests, but for everybody. The change you desire is possible. The conversion you desire is possible. The renewal you desire is possible. The healing you desire is possible. And it begins with little steps. So to guide you on your way and to help you make the next best step of renewal in your life, I'd invite you to pick up a copy of my book, Habits for Holiness. God bless you. And we are back. Again, you can hit me up with your own questions at www.assistionpress.com slash askfatherjosh, spell it A-S-K-F-A-T-H-E-R-J-O-S-H. You can also rate us and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and other podcast formats. You can stay in touch with me over the summer months by reading my new book, On Earth As It Is in Heaven, Restoring God's Vision of Race and Discipleship. And I really want to encourage you to do that because over the summer, I'm going to be taking a break as I move from my current assignment as campus minister with Father Andrew Merrick at LSU to Sacred Heart of Jesus Catholic Church and School. I'm also teaching a grad course over the summer at St. Myra's Graduate School of Theology, and I've never taught a graduate school course in my life. I've lectured a bunch at universities and seminaries, but I've never had a, a full course I've taught, so I've never done that before. So I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling. I'm also going to be filming a new program with Ascension, actually two new programs. We'll talk about that later. But so there's a lot of stuff going on, so I just need, I need time. Like as we're talking about like self-care in the last question, I need time to be able to, to focus on moving and meeting my new flock, my new parishioners, my new, my bride, and, um, and getting settled in. And, and after the summer, we will be back with a brand new season of uh, podcasts and, um, and YouTube videos as well. So over the summer, as you're reading the book, On Earth As It Is In Heaven, which is available at Amazon.com and AssistionPress.com, right? Pray and share with me your questions that are the fruit of your prayer. And that way I could begin to like respond to them little by little and have a bunch of shows ready for you beginning in August. With that being said, last question is this. Baptism. Hey, Father Josh, I hope you're doing well. I have a question for you on baptism. I recently had a friend into the church after being baptized and raised Lutheran. Since he had already been baptized, he was simply confirmed into the Catholic Church. So my question has two parts. When do baptisms outside of the Catholic Church count? And is there any difference between a Catholic baptism and a valid baptism that was not Catholic? Thank you so much, Alan. Yeah, so that's a great, great question, Alan. So we recognize all baptisms that are done in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit with the Trinitarian formula with people and water. <laughs> and so if uh, you have the, the right matter in the right form, whether they're Catholic or if they're Lutheran or if they're Episcopalian or if they're Baptist or if they're Methodist or if they're non-denom, as long as the, the intention was there to baptize with the Trinitarian formula, and you actually did it, um, you didn't, don't mess up the words, don't say, uh, we baptize you or don't change it to, I baptize you in the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sanctifier, that's invalid. So as long as it's with water, and it's in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit that I, I baptize you, um, then it's valid. And you become a beloved son of the Father, a beloved daughter of the Father. You become a member of the body of Jesus Christ. Um, you receive a charism 
might be hospitality, might be miracles and wonders, might be healing, intercessory prayer, might be evangelization, catechesis, teaching, preaching, serving the poor, who knows, tongues, all these different gifts of the Spirit. And so uh, you get all those gifts, whether it's Catholic or not. If you don't do that, uh, then even if a Catholic priest does, if a Catholic priest changes them and you don't get any of that, uh, original sin is still there, the graces that come. So as far as your question, your, your buddy who's Lutheran was baptized already, the Trinitarian formula, so that's why all they needed was confirmation. Just like in the Catholic Church, we baptize first and then um, confirm and give first communion, or we baptize, do reconciliation, communion, confirmation, but the confirmation brings the fullness of the Holy Spirit um, there to us. Uh, so, yeah, whether you're baptized Catholic or baptized Protestant, uh, the baptism is valid and the graces of baptism are present um, for the person who receives the sacrament if it is given properly. Which is beautiful, you know, because that's why we're able to collaborate with our Protestant brothers and sisters who have received baptism because they have charisms. They have supernatural gifts that we don't have and we have gifts that they don't have. And when we work together, we build up God's kingdom. Now, obviously, we want to still evangelize and we want to catechize them and we want them to be brought to the fullness of the church that Christ founded by receiving communion, by going to confession, by receiving confirmation, and by potentially receiving holy orders and everything else. But at least the, we could say we are united. Right? We're, we're united by virtue of our baptism. We are brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, even though we have different um, understandings of Scripture and the church's tradition. So that's a great question. Hopefully that was helpful. With that being said, we're going to close with a prayer, and we're going to go from here. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, y'all, go in peace. I will see y'all next time. Uh, a few more shows, and then after that, we're going to, I guess, you know, maybe do some reruns for the summer, something like that. I, I have a playlist coming out, too. I have a playlist, so if y'all want to know what kind of music I'm praying with over the summer, Ascension's going to share that with y'all, too, so y'all can have, like, a Spotify playlist and, like, join me in praying with music over the summer as we wait for the new, new season to come out in August. All right, y'all. God bless. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,